All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sit back, kick your feet up, grab a cold one, and enjoy the impending collapse of the Calgary Flames. Let's get into it with the lead. <laughs> well, the hits just kept on coming, Liam. There was banger after banger after banger from the gold member Saravalli. Oh, what a day. What a day. First, it was, ah, Elias Lindholm might not want to resign. Mm. I was like, oh, Michael Backlund might not want to resign. Noah Hannafin definitely doesn't want to resign. Tyler Toffoli doesn't want to resign, and he wants a trade now. He's not even given a list of teams. He's like, anywhere but here. <laughs> well, so what are we talking Ugh. about? Bag milk here. What are we talking about? Five, six tweets from Frank that just ruined Calgary's day? Bang, bang, bang. And bang. the hits just kept coming. Nothing but bangers from Saravalli on a, on a Thursday. It was like uh, that one J. Cole album. What was no that? features. <laughs> yes. What was that one called? 2014 Forest Hills Draft. Yep. Bingo. And he sat on the roof. God, that was a great one. That reminded me yesterday of Sarah Valley. <laughs> uh, <laughs> welcome into welcome into Oilers Nation every day, live from the Sports Closet studio. You can find them online at sportscloset.ca. I'm pulling up their website right now. They have some nice Blue Jays gear. I see. And look at that nice dark gray sweater, Liam. I was uh, I was actually in sports closet yesterday. Okay. For my my dad's birthday is coming up, and um, I was looking for a nice picture for him, a nice sports memorabilia picture. Sports closet's got it all. Also, have a nice little rack of Oilers Nation gear there too, which is always good. To see. It is always good if you want to like try on Nation gear in person and whatnot. Sports closet can absolutely help you out. Oilers Nation every day, live on the Oilers Nation YouTube, where. 
bring Cassian home <laughs> is the first comment of the no, day. No. At this point, Calgary might need to sign Cassian for their top line. They might. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, it's an interesting thing. And I'll go maybe an interesting direction with this because we are starting the show with some talk about the Calgary Flames. Mm-hmm. Fortunately. This might be the best thing for uh, them. A million percent. They need this so bad. They needed this last summer, but they tried to keep it alive. And now it is just full on deadsville. Like yep. this needs to become, they need to become the Arizona Coyotes quickly. They're obviously going to struggle to, they're not going to move <laughs> Hubido and Kadri and those kind of guys, but they, they do, right? They do. How sweet is it to be Huberto? first year of the contract kicking in right now. And all he's like, the, he's the Will Smith meme where he's standing in a room alone. <laughs> Him and Kadri, long-term deals, and everyone else is bailing. Blake Coleman's still there for a while. Um, who else has got? Who else they got? Rasmus Anderson's on three years left on his deal. Markstrom's got three years left. But if you're like, like Tanev, what's he going to do? He's 33. You would imagine he, they don't want to resign him. They go into his rebuild. Yeah. So they, like, they have some pieces. Of, like, Akonazari is a very good prospect for them. In, in uh, where they, they have play some Calgary, plus prospects. He, no, I think they. I would say Zari is an A minus prospect. Zari is their best prospect. Would you trade Xavier Borgo for Connor Zari? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. To back my point up, I don't believe yeah. you. you Zari, yeah, your, like you your mouth yourself. said yes, but your face said no. I like Connor Zari. I think he's got a little bit. I think he's got a lot of swag through his game, and he's a sentiment. Yeah. Uh, like, okay. Lindholm leaving will hurt because he's 28, right? And you're losing out on a few years of this guy's prime. Hannafin leaving will hurt because he's a 26-year-old top-pairing D-man. But where I'm getting with the this actually isn't a terrible thing for the Flames, one, in today's NHL, it is easier to rebuild, I would argue, than ever because young talent can come in and make an immediate impact. They're also going to get a chance to make some big moves in a year where the draft is very deep in the Mm. first round. Not signing Michael Backlund to a three to four year deal when he's about to turn 35. He's saving you from yourself. Yeah, by that's not a signing. smart move. Even I would argue Chris Tanov. He's got a couple of good years left in him. I'm not saying he won't. But if you have to sign that guy at 33, soon to be 34 or whatever, to a long-term extension, probably a mistake. And also, he just had that back injury. Yeah. Tyler Toffoli, 31 years old, scoring winger. Those guys don't always age well. If you can get a high-end prospect for him, that also, you're good. I think there's a little bit of this where Calgary needs to take the angle of short-term pain, long-term gain. And that will help them. And this, I should say, is helping them accomplish something that maybe they don't want to accomplish, but that they need to accomplish. Yeah, uh, big time. I, I agree with everything. Uh, another thing on top of that, too, is how weak this free agency class is. The trade yep. market right now is very beneficial good for point. teams who are trying to sell. So it's a good time to for Calgary to to move on and, and, and try and do that. So what are you laughing at? Uh, Nova said, I used to pray for times like this. <laughs> there was another comment, too, that said, Liam, Arizona has a nicer arena than the Saddle Dome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Am I the only one that's not tap dancing on the grave a little bit? We're not I just feel like I see it. somebody here saying karma is a bitch in the comment section. I don't know who said that, but I awesome. look at some of the contracts the Oilers have coming in the next handful of years, and I'm staying quiet until those are locked in. 
I, I just don't. I, I think Calgary's I'm just not been worried toxic. about that. Yeah, Calgary just the Calgary was different, right? Like if you're trying to allude to like, oh, I'm not gonna, you know, talk about the flames because McDavid and Drysaddle are up in two or three years, eh, they're all that's kind of irrelevant in all of this. How? Because Edmonton is a legit Stanley Cup contender, and those two guys have already committed to the organization. It's not like McDavid and Drysaddle have never signed a contract here, right? Like Hannafin, I don't think has ever signed a contract. I think he was still playing on he the Dougie Hamilton deal. deal, right? Yeah, he's Dougie Hamilton mm-hmm. deal. Lindholm, right? Like these guys were brought into Calgary, traded for, and now they're saying, oh, we don't want to be there. Also, it's all support pieces. Like the idea that McDavid and Drysaddle are going to leave, I, I think is ridiculous. Tinfoil so. hat theory. Do you think Bradtree Living knew all of this was coming <laughs> and that is part of the reason he mutually agreed to leave the Calgary Flames? Yes. I think that was more about Sutter, so no. I So that doesn't it make it even stranger how that all played out? I just Yo, think yeah. It, I <laughs> there's something I the rink I think has actually a big thing to do with it. I think it's part of it. I yeah. think it's part of it. I think the culture Why? that was that <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um <laughs> The culture that was set last season with Sutter as a part of it as well. And I think guys are just, there's just bad vibes with a lot of these players because of all of that. And I think Conroy and the new head coach there, and no matter what else happens, it's just like the lingering effects of like what has occurred and nobody, nobody wants to be a part of it anymore. I think that's probably fair to say, right? Yeah, I think it's part of it. I think Sutter really took a toll on some of those guys. Uh, Megabird says they did get Uyghur and Huberdos to sign long-term for better or for worse. Yeah. I, but I would argue those were also kind of mistakes when you look at how the last year played out. So it'll be interesting to see how things go in Calgary. If anything, I know people are saying like, oh man, you feel for Craig Conroy. You feel for Craig Conroy. I don't feel for Craig Conroy because now he can do yep. the difficult thing, yep. which again is putting this team through a bit yep. of a retool and your excuse is built in. You go, well, look like you're going to look like a genius when you start bringing in first round picks for these guys. I was going to say, I am totally with you because he's got a free pass to blow it up and yeah. everybody knows it's coming. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that there's other young guys that played last season too, like Dylan Dubé. I would imagine they probably are able to sign him on and be part of the future. Matt Coronado is another one, a former first round Matthew pick. Phillips. Matthew Phillips, if they get him to come back. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Dustin Wolf is a sick goaltender too. He's yeah. going to be very good if they can. Ladar is another Vladar. guy that they should be able to get a good return for too. Yeah. So we'll see. Like Rasmus Anderson, so only 26 as well. As much as we all hate him, he's actually not bad. Um, and he signed to a banging deal. So it's not. It's not all doom and gloom. I actually, like you kind of said off the top, the one player I'd be bummed about losing the most is Noah Hannafin. Yeah. I don't really care about Lindholm. I actually think he's bailing you out a little bit as well. I think Lindholm's very good. But by the time you have an eight-year deal with him, what is he now, 28? Yeah. 36 years old? Like, I just don't know if that's a recipe for success. Like, I know the Oilers did it with Nuge, but it's different because they don't need Nugent Hopkins to be their best player. And he's paying, what, five and a half million? Yeah, like Lindholm's going to get get nine million a year, probably, yeah, right? I wouldn't want to pay that. Backlund needs to go anyway. He, he's lucky he had a career year. And then to Foley, like you said, like, great season this year, yep. 34 goals, but 31 years old now. Is he going to be... how? Often is he going to be able to do that? Frank today on DFO Live said something. I'm paraphrasing here, but along the lines of if you were to remove the organizations from it, is there a better fit for Tyler Toffoli than the Edmonton Oilers? <laughs> no, they've got a wide open spot on the right side. Wide open. They need player. I love players coming in as auxiliary parts, like side pieces that have Stanley Cup experience. 
I'd love it. That's kind of what Toffoli's been his whole career, isn't yeah. it? He's never had to be like the guy. And yeah, I don't think he's good enough to be the guy either, but he's just been that secondary scorer who obviously had a fantastic season in Calgary, 34 goals, 73 points. Mm-hmm. Man, if he scored even 25 on the Oilers, I'd be thrilled to have him on our team. (laughs) Yeah. Pumped. And it's not like he he doesn't, he'll go to the hard areas too. He's not Mm. a guy that just plays from the peripheries too. I would love it. Again, though, like are the Flames going to trade with the Oilers? Probably not. We have seen the two sides link up in the past though. Not not on major deals though, not really. Yeah, well, like Lucic for Neil was a bit like uh, shrugging, looking at each other, and going, "Well, we're both screwed." It's so. like, let's give me your bag of garbage for my bag of recycling. Schmied. Yeah, the Schmied Brassois deal. Um, Did you see Bork. the comment that Elliot Friedman made when he was talking to Jeff? Merrick? Yes, I, yeah, I love good. that. I love that one. Tell the people what do you say? The quote is directly talking about an Oilers player. They, the Oilers player, said that when the Oilers were winning that series against the Calgary Flames, it became a bit of a rallying cry for them that they knew if they won that series, they could possibly break up the Flames. <laughs> they were right. That's, the thing is there too, and I, I know Gaudreau was obviously a free agent and there was already rumors about Kachuk, but does that not tell you the how fragile that organization was. Yeah. If two years ago players out, like we obviously didn't know until now, but players knew back then, like one loss could really disrupt everything there. And it did exactly that. Wasn't well, it wild though? Like players obviously talk to each other mm-hmm. and you get a gauge of what your opposition has going on in their room, even yeah. though it's not a public thing. I find that interesting. Okay. We got some comments here in the Oilers nation, YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button in there. Uh, D white, a couple of people actually D white and rusty both kind of saying like, how could Toffoli get to Edmonton? Megabird said they're never going to trade him here. Unfortunately, brainwashed begging for Toffoli in Edmonton. Nova says we'd probably have to overpay for him. Uh, let's get to our AMA travel trade machine for today, actually, because I cooked the, the, the trade machine cooked something up. Right. What would it take to get Tyler Toffoli on the Edmonton Oilers? You would probably have to pay a pretty amount. I can, I, I'm really looking forward to hearing what your trade is here because you don't want to give the flames too much. You don't, but you want to fully mm-hmm. You're gonna have to give. So I'm really excited about this. Here's what we got for our friends at AMA travel and AMA travel.ca. The Oilers get to Foley in that $4.25 million cap it. The Oilers give up Fogel or go. I, Oh, I, the third round pick was coming to Edmonton in this. Not in your trade. Oh, really? Okay. Well, let's just, let's dissect it like this then. Uh, I think that's too much. I think that's too much too. I think Borgo is a better prospect. Yeah, and for me, it's too much too because if Toffoli had more than just the one year left on his deal, I'd be more open to it. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What do you think? (laughs) What if Edmonton was getting the third in it? To Foley and a third for Fogel and Borgo. Yes. Yeah, I'd be better with that. So one. that's what shifts because the, the others have the others have three picks at the draft next week. Mm-hmm. They do not have a third round pick next week. No, it's a twenty twenty four third round. Oh, next year. Yeah, yeah, next year, oh. which they have. Mm. Yeah, Tofoli helps you win today. Yeah, Xavier Borgo does not. The twenty twenty four third round pick that's not going to help yeah. you for five six years, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then Fogel, well, I mean that hurts, but. So yeah, the third yeah. on the opposite side of this. Edmonton gets a third and Toffoli, Fogel and Borgo go the other way. Do you do that deal? I would, um, if this was the deal, I would request Calgary to bring that salary cap down for the rest of the season to maybe a million off. Yeah. Um, I just think Borgo, we need to have a little bit more belief in him. I get it. Like he's not helping us today, but I also think the others actually have a pretty good crop of forward prospects that they could throwing somebody else to maybe mix up like maybe a, a Tulio, for example or honestly i might even give up a rafael lavoir in this pick rather than a borgo uh, they wouldn't do that though you don't they're gonna so, need to a get... premium dude tyler to with 30 goals last year no i know but uh what's his name lavoie is looking like he could play in the nhl next season as a bottom six winger middle six winger no you don't think so no i bet i think he has Upwards of a second line center role in the future. And if Calgary's trying to retool on the fly, do you not want a guy that can play today? He's not, there's not enough there. I think if you don't want to give up Borgo, then you're giving up your first rounder next year in this deal. Would you give up your first rounder for a year of Toffoli? Yeah. So Over, you value Borgo higher than your first rounder? Next yes. Year. Okay. Yes, I do. I, I just value, I value players more than a pick. Yeah. You know what you got. And maybe Calgary would want the pick instead. So maybe mm-hmm. it's a first Fogel for Toffoli. Yes, I would do that. You would do that over Borgo. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Canadian Oil says, remember money in, money out. That's kind of why Fogel's in this deal. And also you have to remember if you're signing to fo- or bringing in a guy like Foley, the Connor Brown thing, probably put an end to that. Seven seven sleeps until Connor Brown's going. <laughs> um, but that's what's the over under on that, Tyler? Like July 1st, free agency opens. How many minutes until Connor Brown's contract comes through. Of course, we know that the NHL and players do not speak before July 1st. They would never do such a thing. That would be tampering. That would be tampering, but they need to get through the very specific uh, contract details, money, term, you know, probably some bonuses in there. What's the over-under? I, so Daily Faceoff Live is doing our two-hour special from uh, 9 a.m. Mountain Time until 11 a.m. Mountain Time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say by the end of that 11 a.m. show, he's, it's done. When does it kick off? Nine. Nine a.m.? Yeah. I'm gonna say nine fifteen. You think we get it that quickly? Oh. Or like how fast was Zach Hyman's deal announced? I'm trying to find when like that Jack was, Campbell was announced. <laughs> but time. that was still during I think the Hyman one was during the legal courting period, right? I don't think so. No. 
Oh. But okay, and then when, well, what about Jack Campbell? Yeah, Jack Campbell was. <laughs> That's what I was trying to find, like when Jack Campbell was signed. He's like 1003. We probably had the article ready to go because everything, everybody knew. Yeah. I'm guessing Connor Brown is already in town. Yeah, yeah. He's just chilling. Yeah. Might be going down to Calgary if this trade happens. Did he end up going on Leafs Morning Tate? No, he didn't. Ah. But Nick's still trying to get him. Okay, good, good. We I will ask the hard hitting questions. <laughs> I, I love that you do that for us. Um, Someone in the chat, who was it? Um, Levi said he won't resign. It's a no-go for me. To me, it's not a no-go. I give up my first-round pick if I can add a 30-goal score on the dry settles wing for the entire season. I yeah, think that's totally. And you get out of the Fogel thing. like It, it makes sense. I would easily give up the first-round pick for Tyler Toffoli. I honestly think the Flames might get more than that, though. I think Edmonton will get outbid. Like Even Bordeaux, I think if you're hesitant to give up Bordeaux, you're just not going to get him. It just feels like yeah. the, no matter if the Oilers were even in on it, they'd have to pay a premium of like 15% more than anywhere else because it's the Oilers. Yeah, probably. So probably best to shift our focus somewhere else. Is it, you know, is Toffoli an ideal fit? Absolutely. If Tyler Toffoli was on almost any other team in the NHL, I'd be like, get this guy. But I just don't think so. Uh, Cole is in and says, are the Oilers looking for goalies? No. Uh, zero need for the Oilers to get uh, to get a goalie. They got two for next year. Uh, Viperist said soup was later in the day, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but like... We knew. Everyone knew. Like the week leading up, it was Kemper's going to Washington, Campbell's going to Toronto, and what are the Leafs going to do? I actually remember when I was making the the graphics last season for, for the... For the website, I used Jack Campbell as like my template yeah. as the first one to be ready. <laughs> yeah. Um, Viperisk says soup and stew is 7.2 million. Teams don't have two goalies for that low. Yeah, it's good. Uh, James asks, what about Blake Wheeler? Toffoli is miles better than Blake Wheeler. I guess the only difference is you're going to get Blake Wheeler for a mid-round pick. Yeah. And you don't have to give up a premium asset. And the Jets are probably going to keep half. So, Yeah. Yeah. I to Foley, my list would go to Foley, Connor Brown, Blake Wheeler. Mm. I think that's probably fair, right? Yeah, that's fair. Foley, Connor Brown, Blake Wheeler. Actually, yeah. it would go to Foley, Connor Brown, JVR, Blake Wheeler. Yeah, I like JVR a little Connecting. more. Connecting. Okay, it would go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Connecting is up there, but I just I think it's it's a little unrealistic. Yeah, I uh, I heard Gregor and Frank. Just rumble those on the yeah. rundown. Crush uh, our dreams. Levi says you give up Borgo for one year of a thirty goal score. Borgo is going to be that in two to three years. He probably won't be. Like again, it's, and I know no. you, you were talking about Lavoie. Every organization has a Raphael Lavoie. I I don't think to, um, Borgo will be that that quickly. But the way I kind of just no. I look at this is the uh, it's hard to say because the cap is probably going to go up too. But like you kind of need just those guys to contribute in the bottom a little bit and having those cheaper deals always helps. Yeah. Um, but needs a big year in Bakersfield next season. He does. Cause 34 there were points. mixed reports about his first pro season. He had 13 goals, 34 points in 62 games. Yeah. He can do it. Like he scored 30 a couple of times in junior, but it's juniors a lot different than what it is in the pros. And I think he'll be good. Brent says he wouldn't touch Wheeler with a 10 foot pole. I think the off ice stuff is a legitimate concern and question with Blake mm. Wheeler. But I also wonder if, you gotta like, I think there's something mentally to like he was the captain in Winnipeg, and mm -hmm. that's maybe why things got sour. You coming into Connor and Leon's locker room, you probably check yourself a bit. The way I would also ask that question is we had those same concerns probably by a factor of 10 <laughs> when Evander Kane came in. Yeah. Our our counterpoint, someone brought that up earlier in the week, BM. And our counterpoint was like, Yeah, but how many times you want how many times you want to mess with that, right? 
fair. That's yeah. totally fair. I just think that like ones. that's not the roadblock yeah. preventing me from seeing what Blake Wheeler wants. Sure. Because if he's in your top nine, I know he's not Blake Wheeler that he was even a handful of years ago. We're talking about a big dude with a little bit of touch. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, Canadian oil, Borgo didn't stand out in Penticton. He's not a 30 goal scorer in three years. You just had his DB open. He was like barely a 30 goal guy in junior. You know, I know they play like way less games. Uh, yeah, okay, he was. He was. Yeah, well, he and this year, great last season. He right? just didn't play a lot because yeah. of obviously the COVID damaged his career a yep. little bit. But That's he's not he's not that guy. Mm-hmm. Very nice. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he relies heavily on his on his line mates to help him, which yeah. I mean, if you're going into the Edmonton Oilers, that's not very difficult either. You have those guys. Fair. Uh, Sherwood Ford Giant offseason question for the day, Liam, brought to you by our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant. There's only a week left in the month of June, which means there's only a week left for you to head down to Sherwood Ford the Giant. Take a test drive, and guess what? When you do it, they're going to make a donation to the Strathcona Community Hospital Foundation. we got some fun stuff coming up with Sherwood Ford in the month of July as well. Maybe Liam and I getting behind the wheel. Oh, yeah. Huh? Gonna go find a 2002 Ford Focus. Relive my first car days. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is the opportunity. They better have a 1987 Ford Escort GT for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Show's gonna be coming live, or I'm gonna be coming live with Gregor to do the show uh, from Nashville next week. NHL Draft Week. Oh, do we yes. pick up a new intern? Yeah, intern Jason. <laughs> cool. I told him he has to be ready to help me with my bags at the airport. <laughs> yeah, like make him get a, you. Yes, go get you coffee and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Liam, you wrote a great piece up at OilersNation.com. We should put the link in today's episode description if people want to read it. But you did like some simulators on the draft and you outlined some potential targets for the Oilers. Yeah. So there was this, uh, there's a simulation. It's on FC Hockey, which mm-hmm. is a fantastic little tool. They do a good job all season long. And you can, yeah, you can simulate what the Oilers would pick and like who would be available. So the one name that came up twice within my five simulations was Caden Price. So I like. Tell it. me more about Caden Price. Caden the giant Price. offseason question, by the way, is who are some potential fits for the Oilers in the second round? He's a uh, he's a clone Rockets defenseman, Ooh, and he, man, yeah, he's a defenseman. I feel I feel like that's where the Oilers should go. To be honest, um, right shot, pretty solid. I uh, sorry, left shot actually. He's I like him. He he's got some offense to him. His defensive game needs to improve slightly, but has got better next season in Cologne. He should probably be the guy and he plays on the top pair. And whenever he's in those Canadian teams or Halinka U18s, whatever yeah. it may be, I think he's got a ton of upside. He actually scored 30 goals once in, uh, in I think U18 hockey as a defenseman, which wow. is kind of nuts to see, but there's a ton of other guys. Logan, Dra- Lucas Dravicevic is one from tri city. I like Cohen Zimmer, who is a huge body from Prince George, actually from, uh, Marathorpe. Oh, so good. Yeah. Alberta boy. Uh, Skating needs to get better, but he's very good at just kind of controlling the pace of the game. And I mean, if you're scoring 40 goals in the Western Hockey League, you've got some touch to you and pretty good vision with a puck too. Really good down low and off the boards. I like him. And then there was one other gentleman I wrote about. And oh, Lind from the Red Deer Rebels, Callan Lind. He is he's got uh, some brothers that uh, plays the for the Kraken. His brother plays for the Kraken. His first name is slipping me, but I like him. He is a, he's an asshole to put it politely. <laughs> he's in a, the in the nicest in way the nicest possible. way. He is the biggest pest on the ice. He is going to get in your face every opportunity. He's like five foot ten, can score goals, really good both ways. Just brings a ton of energy to the game and skates very very well. So mm-hmm. I, I, if I'm gonna if I'm the Edmonton Oilers, I'm looking at kind of those guys, and I really think they're going to go to a Western 
Canadian player because one, they don't have a scout in Ontario. So ah. they'll do it. And two, it's kind of been a trend the last few years for the most part of like Dylan Holloway, Carter Savoy, um, Reed Schaefer, you know, they, they really like going in this direction. Odin says price won't make it out of the first. Hearing you talk about Caden Very Price, well. I might make him my guy. I like the size six foot one, right? Mm. Like he's not an undersized D-man by any means. Um, you look at the different rankings and, you know, He'll Stephen Ellis first. has him at 39. The Hockey News has him at 73. McKenzie has him at 67. Button has him at 56. Elite Prospects has him at 37. Corbin has him where? A 56. Excellent. Going to the Oilers. That's where the Oilers' uh, first pick in the draft this year is, is 56. So you're sure for a giant offseason question of who could the Oilers target in the second round? I think I'm giving Caden Price the Oilers Nation everyday stamp of approval. I think that's going to be our guy. I like him. I like him a lot. He's him all in for me. Those are my two. Those are my two bingo slots that I'm going for. So part two, and this is one I have for you, BM. Sure. Percent chance the Oilers just trade that pick. Do you think there's a chance they move their second rounder this year? If so, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Liam, please. Okay. This draft is one of the deepest in recent memory. Yes. It, it's good. It misses is missing goaltenders, like an elite goaltender, but I think the first round is elite. The second round is a lot of good talent and it kind of drops off a little bit. So my thinking is Ken Holland has shown he's willing to trade back to try and get more picks. So mm-hmm. if the draft is, you know, relatively deep and say 56 is equal to maybe, you know, 10 slots lower, yeah, yeah. would he trade back down a little bit to acquire two thirds or something? I can see him doing that. I, I think that's something that could happen to it. And Ken Holland, I believe he kind of muttered that a little bit. It's like, not going to move it for like a player like our our scouts need to pick some and you do have to have some respect for the work the scouts have done all season and to go into the draft with with nothing is is great for all of us because it means the others have probably made some fun trades along the way but for the scouts okay well what did i spend five weeks in prince george for this season watching nothing you know so esther's in has a water slide there and it's cool (laughs) that's probably why they were there for five weeks and i suppose Mm -hmm. so i think they uh I think they could trade back, but I think they might still pick in the second and get like an early third or something like that. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. People like jumping up and down and the unit on top of us. Anyways, uh, I think 10% chance he trades it in like a hockey trade to get a player. Mm-hmm. I would say 20% chance he uses it to move down a little bit. I think I could see that. If you fair. could pick up a fourth rounder to move down 20 spots and just pick in the third, fourth, and sixth, I think that's fine. Yeah, I think that's fine too. I do like his draft though. This is the first draft class in Western Canada that I scouted. So I got a little bit of a soft spot for one of these guys. Uh, Taves to Edmonton says the WHL is the closest league to the show. I actually don't think that's right. The OHL is the best league. So doesn't that make it more troubling? The others are reported. They don't have a scout in that league. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Listen, I love the WHL, but I mean, sitting there saying that it's got more talent than the then the O is probably a mistake. Let me ask you a question. Is the Q underrated? Because they keep winning Memorial Cups. I, I think it probably is underrated. I mean, like you said, they go to these tournaments every year and they beat everyone. They, it's hard to say. I think the teams are very good. I don't know if the players always translate to the NHL ah. perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael says it isn't missing goaltenders. WTF. Actually, the one thing when you ask people who... There's no goaltender going to first round. Yeah, I, I think... 
Yeah, probably not. Which to me, even if one goes, it's going to be very late. Like you look at a couple of years ago when there was Sebastian Kosa and Jesper Wallstead, and the year before there was Askarov, yeah. and then there's just like you know, there's no Carey Price in this draft. Like the second round, there's good ones. Is the Fowler guy from uh, the USHL who won the the USHL championship with Youngstown this year? There's the Slovakian guy who I know the others have been linked with a little bit. Like first round is not a lot, and that suggests it's not like an elite, elite draft, but I think the actual skaters in this draft are very, very good. I don't think the QMJHL banning fighting has anything to do with the quality of prospects that are putting forward, so we can squash that. Um, Doesn't make a ton of sense to me. You could not fight in the NCAA and half those players are the best in the league. There you go. Jack Eichel just won the Stanley Cup and was arguably the best player on the ice. Yeah, Jack Hughes. Well, no, I didn't watch. <laughs> not a lot of uh, not a lot of correlation there, folks. Uh, there you go. Sherwood Ford Giant offseason question, all centered around the Oilers' second round pick at fifty six overall. Who could they pick? Who could they trade it for? We'll get that answer next week in Nashville. Percentage chance again in the first round? Is it zero? Okay. They trade into the first round. Yeah, yeah. The Oilers. Who could they give up? Right. I don't know. I'm just asking. No, I don't think they need to. Right. I, gee, I would. I mean, there's so many plays. I would fun, love to have. I'm just fun. thinking that Thursday is going to be boring or Wednesday. Oh, it's going to be, be very boring. boring. Yeah. Uh, Brainwash says to Foley to Edmonton is a cheap option. It's not going to be cheap at all. It's going no, to cost you good so. assets. Like if if they decide to hold on to him until the deadline, he'll go for a first round pick plus at the deadline. So sure. if you're getting a full year of him, you have to give up some significant assets to get uh, Tyler to Foley out of Calgary. And like we said off the start of the show, if you missed it. Take whatever the asking price is and add what Bagmo said, 15%, because it's the Oilers and the Flames will want more to trade them here. Yep. Um, Mason says, do you think the Flames will trade up at the draft? I could definitely see them trying to trade up at the draft. The Canucks apparently want to move up as well. Uh, Michael is on the, there are still a lot of really good goalies. There's no elite goalie available. I, in the draft. I, they, there might be uh, yes. maybe a second or third rounder hits, but there's no top 15. No one in the top 15 years picking a goalie in the draft. So no. that's what we mean when we say yes. lacking the high end goalie. We're not saying there are no goalies. Goalies will get drafted. <laughs> they just won't be in the top 15. So there's no elite goalie option. If there was no D man that was going in the top 10 or in the top 15, we'd sit here and say, hey, the weak draft for defensemen. It's a weaker draft for goalies compared to some of the ones we've seen before with the names you said. Kosa, Askarov, Wallstead, all those guys. Yeah. There you go. Boy, oh boy, what I would do to be one of those top 10 teams or picking in this draft this oh. year. There is, is. What would you do? I'd take all of them. <laughs> I hey, okay. I'd be I'd be taking Mitchkov if like he fell out of the top two uh, top three probably if I was San Jose I'd probably take Mitchkov. Yeah, there's so many good BC players too. It's kind of wild that Vancouver's probably just gonna get the worst of the three that could go. Too bad. Uh, NHL Board of Governors recap from yesterday. We started the show with the news we got from Calgary yesterday. There was some other significant things. The salary cap's going to be eighty three and a half million. So a Ouch. bit of it doesn't make sense it, and like. The reason I was so big on like it's going to go up more than that is because the league knows it's taking a huge spike next year. It is better for everyone involved to artificially inflate it one year in advance. Everybody wins, but no one's willing to sit there and go, hey, it's good for everyone. Let's do it. They're all trying to angle and negotiate with each other and try to, you know, whatever. It's annoying. Uh, Frank thinks the cap could be north of 90 million next season now. So we could see a $7 million jump next summer. Let's boogie. Well, it is wild to think that this is the fifth year Ken Holland has been the general manager and the salary cap has gone on up like a million bucks. Uh, it's it's 2 million. Yeah. Nuts. It's crazy. He spoke about that, didn't he? And he's just like, look at all the players we've had to pay. Like it's, they've just kind of hit a wall yeah. at this point. It's unfortunate. So again, 
next summer, if it does go up 7 mil, I mean, the Oilers will suddenly have a lot of projected cap space. And because I think they lose some. Everybody's tied. Everybody's essentially tied up. Yeah. Every, yeah, like their top five forwards are signed. You could basically take that seven million next year. Give it to that much. No, yeah, I was going to say you just go right to Bouchard and say seven by seven, Bouch, and then boom, you're good. <laughs> I was going to say give it to Drysaddle. But Drysaddle's still a year away. The cap could go up four or five million more the next year. So he's got two left. Yeah, he's got two left. So a year from now, they can renegotiate the, yep. the extension. Oh, yeah, do an extension. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's take and give Drysaddle a boatload of money. Like give it to him. Yeah. The, the Oilers have enough financial flexibility going forward. It's just going to be tough. This year, I wish the NHL would explore options like MLS did with the messy thing where it'd be like, okay, Leon Connor, the cap is what it is, but we're going to give you a percentage of merch. Yeah, there was, there was MLS has done that for a while. Like when David Beckham came over, he had to deal that in his contract that one day he could own an expansion team in the MLS. And now he does with into Miami where Messi is gone. So it, it would be good if there was. More attraction to it for players to yep. take lesser deals. When All right, Connor, you get fifteen percent of the concession sales. So then they're going to be selling forty nine dollar popcorn, and Connor's just going to be taking a rake of all of it. <laughs> and we'll be celebrating when he scores. Oh, I'll be buying season. popcorn all day. <laughs> uh, someone in the comments said Jonathan Taves retired. He's not signing anywhere. This kept coming up earlier in the week. Jonathan Taves hasn't retired. He has not retired. No, he has not. not told anyone if he's going to play or not. But he has absolutely not retired. So wherever people are hearing that, stop following those news sources. If someone tells you Jonathan Taves is retired, tell them to check again. Um, anyways, where do you think he goes though? Edmonton or retires? <laughs> you know, but like know. if, if he's Toronto. able to, if he's able to play, don't you think there would be a handful of teams that would like if he's a million bucks? Let's say if he's willing to play for a million bucks, like a fifty-point pace last year, there'd be a handful of teams that would want him. I would think. Mm-hmm. Tampa. It's just his health is obviously the, oh. is the obviously the issue. Sorry, the person tagged Taves to Edmonton and said Clefbaum retired. They weren't talking about Taves. He was t- so I apologize, Dry. I was very confused about your messaging because of the Taves to Edmonton thing. Taves did um, not retire. Though. Taves is not retired. Clefbaum, yes, you are right, has retired. Levi says, please no Taves. He's a million bucks. Why would you not send John? Yeah, Taves? like who? Yeah. What are we doing here? 31 points in 53 games last year. The Oilers could use that Again, kind of thing. An in auxiliary their piece with, yep. with cup experience. You, you like bring it. that in for cheap if you can. Uh, and then when he's done, you have another scout. Yep. Like, where does, where like, does he spend his summers? Just good area scout for there? Probably Winnipeg. Hopefully Ontario. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <In> Northern <laughs> Manitoba. Yeah. Uh, the polar bears. The other thing that came out of the Board of Governors meeting yesterday is, and I don't want to like dive too deep down this, but the NHL announcing they're not going to wear themed... Uh, warm-up jerseys next year. And I know everyone automatically jumps to the pride thing. I think this sucks for way more reasons than that. I, I think about like the Oilers indigenous jerseys. Mm-hmm. I think about Vancouver and everything they did during like, I think it's Asian Heritage Month. Apologies if I mess up that name, but yeah, all that stuff. Really, really cool. The pride thing as well. Very cool. They loved it. Hockey is for everyone, right? And eliminating this, I don't know. I thought it was neat to see what teams let local artists cook up. Again, Vancouver did an awesome job of this. Edmonton did an awesome job of this. I liked seeing them do that. I liked the auction after it always went to a good cause. And the NHL sitting there and basically letting the tiny little bigot crowd bark loud enough that they stop doing this is really embarrassing and a really bad look for the NHL. So I, I think so too. And like you said, it's not just about the pride night. And obviously that's the big one that uh, people love and, and rightfully so, but yeah, it's 
these these heritage nights that the Vancouver Canucks do, the Indigenous nights the others do, the also like the same, hockey fights cancer. Yeah, yeah, like the St. Patrick's Day ones. Like there's a ton of ones out there, right? And it's just like, does it really matter? Like that one guy doesn't want to do it. Like it should just you should, shouldn't be a distraction be to the, the, the success that yep. is actually happening. And for the NHL to just do this again, it, it's just seems so NHL, doesn't it? To add a little bit of levity into a serious conversation you guys are having without the possibility of a St. Patrick's Day jersey, we mm. would have never gotten that Lucic graphic that let us know he played in Boston. That was funny. Um, that's an all-timer. Uh, it's just, man, <laughs> the NHL just can't get out of their own way when it comes to stuff like this. And like, there's way too many times in this league where the right decision is just like right there, right in front of them. The NHL goes and just goes right around it, right the other way. Hard left. I, I'm just curious now. It's just like the others never did. They they were they did the tape for the pride stuff, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like I wonder, I wonder how teams are now gonna do it. It just know? won't involve warm-up jerseys, I guess. And I just thought that yeah. was such a unique thing. Like you don't really see that a lot in other sports. I like that the NHL did that. It's too bad. Too bad. Hockey is for everyone. NHL counters. No, it's not. Hockey is for nobody. <laughs> Makes yeah. you think. Um, super dumb. I think this now allows teams to maybe be extra creative when they do these. Let's hope. Pride yeah. nights, military nights, whatever it may be. Um, I'm curious. I'm, I'm, I guess, excited a little bit to see what they can cook yeah. up and, and do because I think the others do a very good job when they do the theme nights and what other teams are going to do around the NHL too. Steve says, sadly, not a tiny crowd anymore. No, I actually think it's still a vocal minority and a heavy vocal minority yeah. in that. It's just, you know, whatever. Uh, we, I'll, I digress. It's disappointing to see the NHL make uh, the decision that they did. Uh, let's get to the Betway Other Sports Report. Betway 19 Plus, please play responsibly. Uh, yesterday, if you had the Raptors choosing the best-dressed guy in the NBA draft, your bet would have won. Look at this dude. <laughs> It's like he knew he was going to the Raptors wearing this suit. I did not know that he was selected by the Raptors. All I saw was memes of the jacket. Looks fantastic. Grady Dick, right? Turtleneck turtleneck and blazer? Come on, that is the classic look. Sparkling turtleneck and sparkling blazer? Come on. The whole thing is exceptional. There's some character there. I'm getting married in that outfit. I'm getting that jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they should do speaking of special jerseys they should do a grady dick draft suit themed raptors jersey bedazzle it up why not i love it uh i think it looks great other things that happened at the nba draft obviously Wemby went first two twins went back to back have has no one read the brian burke playbook someone was supposed to trade up and take them both damn it exactly the, what are we doing uh, ridiculous that has happened before in the nba Marcus Morris yeah, and Markeith Morris. Morris went 13 and 14 to Houston and Phoenix, I believe, at the time. And and the highest brothers drafted are the Ball brothers. <laughs> that is correct. The Lonzo Ball's not playing next season, which stinks. He is he's a very good player. But how about um how about my prediction coming right yesterday when I said that the Charlotte Hornets wouldn't be taking Scoot, Scoot. Hamness and You have a guy named Scoot and yeah. you don't take him? They pass up on it. I was reading some stuff after and they're like, we have LaMelo Ball. Why would we want yeah. another guard? And it makes He's sense, a young but- too, Scoot. Wasn't he only 17? Uh, I think no. so. You can be 17 was, and get He was the yeah, high school young- guy, I thought. Scoot. Oh. I was watching the NBA draft last night. <sighs> Big NBA Great. draft guy. I didn't watch. I like the outfits. People are yes. saying his outfit. Like 19. Oh, so flash it up. People are saying that Grady did this as a hat tip to Kansas. It's like Dorothy's red shoes. He's from Kansas. Oh. So this was him, his nod to where he's from. Yeah, because you can't see the kicks on the photo, you know? He had red bottom shoes as well. 
Damn, Christian damn Laboutins. <laughs> Scoot. Is there an NBA player named Scoot? I love him. Is there any golf this weekend? Uh, Travelers is on right now. Yeah, I'm oh. going to uh, take a look at the odds there in just a second. Um, River Hawks are on the road. River Hawks where, on the road. where are they playing? So quiet local sport. Oh, no, Sunday, the Elks play. The Elks, 12-60. I'm day. going to my first Elks game on Sunday in probably eight years. I might be there. I heard they're real man. good. Uh, hey, maybe yeah. you're what they were missing to get a home maybe. win. They stink. Uh, Corey Connors <laughs> is in the top 10 at the Travelers. Oh, there you go. Canadian golf to watch. Elks game Sunday. Not a terrible sports weekend at all, I, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully the Elks can score a point. I'll miss a field goal or something. Score a point. Oh, just I love a good rouge. First drive, <laughs> just get a rouge just to throw something on the board. I yes. love a good rouge. It is amazing. Is Dav- Davin thinks their Elks are going to win because BM's going. Hell yeah. Well, they play, I'm going to bring the noise. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be drinking. I'm going to be yelling. They play the Toronto Argonauts, whose quarterback is Chad Kelly. Chad Kelly. Whose dad is Tyler. Kelly Clarkson. Who's the famous Buffalo Bills quarterback? That's, I missed what you said. That's his uncle. It's his uncle? Yeah. Oh, well, we'll cut that. <laughs> Oh, Jim Kelly and Chad Jim Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, the argument. This is—I yeah, thought it was his dad. I'm quite certain it's his uncle. Well, there you go. Uh, Canadian Oil says their home record's flawless lately. What's well, well, quite the opposite. Um, <laughs> well, it depends uncle. how you score it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that against the spread. Uh, Christopher Palmer says you should have one of those bubuzelas. Mm. I should have a bubuzela. Mm. Yeah, I'll just wait for Ricky Ray to get a touchdown and then I'll blow it. Yeah, with Fred Stamps. Gizmo still do front flips after touchdowns or no? I think uh, pinball might be playing for the Argonauts. Hell yeah. Oh, you will see pinball there, won't you? <laughs> Fucking right. Doesn't he work for them? Isn't he's he on the GM. Side? Isn't oh, he the GM? GM? Oh, me and I pinball think so, Google it. Fact check. What's his real name? Pinball. Michael Pinball Clemens. Michael Pinball. Pin. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Clemens. What are you talking about? He is their... Uh... He's a motivational speaker. Well, Not surprising. Uh, GM of the Toronto Argonauts. You might see pinball. You need to snap a pick of pinball if you see him there. Oh, I'm looking for him. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell I think yeah. I'm actually in the 1260 section. I did not buy these tickets. Who did? Uh, me, Mrs. Brother. Ah, There you go. I think I'm in that section. It'll be a fun section to be in. I think so. Say hi to Matt Iwanek for me. Who was on the show yesterday? We've Trump never met, so I'll just be like, hello, Matt Iwanek. Tyler <laughs> says hello. <laughs> Uh, there you go. That's our other sports report for Betway. Like. Uh, next week, live from Nashville, myself and Jason Greger going to have some fun down there. NHL awards are next Jason week. the intern. Jason the intern. Uh, going to have the NHL awards next week. So obviously we know Connor's winning the heart. Connor's winning the Lindsay. Connor got the scoring title. So he'll be there posing with his trophies. Like, eh. Stuart Skinner, though. Potential Calder. That's the big wins. one. What's That's he on on Betway right now? I, I locked him in. I think I got him at nine to one uh, right before the playoffs. I don't know what he's at now. I th- I actually think he could win it. I feel like he deserves to win based on his position alone. Mm-hmm. Maddie Beneers, great season, not to take away from him, but he was not the driving force necessarily in the Kraken success. He was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. But if the Oilers did not have Stuart Skinner, they would not have made the playoffs. Correct. Yeah, that's just, that's the bottom line. At the end of the day, I know it's not most valuable rookie. It's best rookie, but Stuart Skinner was damn good at his position. So I think there is a case. We'll talk about that next week. We'll have a weekend recap on Monday. Frank's going to be popping by the show. Uh, Nuge Lover says, Tyler, are you going to be wearing a cowboy hat for next week's show? Maybe. 
Maybe Gregor and I will both rock cowboy hats. Maybe Waz can lend you his. Oh, maybe. There you go. <laughs> Thumbs up from Waz. Uh, big shout out to Assured for the Giant, Betway, AMA Travel, Cornerstone Insurance, and Star Mechanical, Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company, starmechanical.ca. Sports Closet in this from the Sports Closet Studio. Three locations in the Edmonton area, St. Albert Mall, Sherwood Park Mall, and Kingsway Mall. Mm-hmm. What are you doing this weekend? Uh, I'm going to the Elks game, maybe. That's it? That's the whole weekend? Well, Andrea's away this weekend. Should so we I, convene for I a bevy? We probably could. If I go, I'm I'll also be there. going to the Elks Should we game. convene for a bevy? Yes. I'm I wish was, Open that up to the chat, too. I wish it was Saturday. Also, I also I just, wish it was Saturday, but like, it is what it is. I found a great bet on Betway. Tell me more. Mitch Koff to go fourth overall, plus 325. Ooh, that's spicy. Mm, we'll talk about best. that next week on the show. Maybe we will. Giddy up. All right, there you go. That's a wrap on this week's edition of Oilers Nation Every Day. We'll be back Monday, live from Nashville for AMA Travel. We'll talk with you then. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.